Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, October 11th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto. Joining me today is Amanda Harris, and this is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending October 8th. Before we get started, I want to thank Auto Finance News advertisers, Alpha, Cox Automotive, Cedar CX, Dealer Track, Defy Solutions, NCB, LexisNexis, Verisk, Walters Kluwer, and Westlake Financial for their continued support. In general economic news, U.S. job growth slowed in September as unemployment dropped to 4.8%. Non-farm payrolls increased 194,000 last month compared with an upperly revised 366,000 gain in August. September's figure is a far cry from the median projection of 500,000 gains, according to a Bloomberg survey of economic, economists. Uh, slow job growth could be signaling a tempering of the labor, of labor market recovery and complicate the Federal Reserve's decision to taper its monetary support by the end of the year. In auto, the Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index hit a new record last month, rising to 204.8 and eclipsing the historical record set in May. At the same time, the September new vehicle SAR dropped to 12.2 million units as inventory constraints came to a head. New vehicle sales have been slowing throughout the quarter as consumer demand outpaced available product. Available product. Used retail supply sits at about 37 days, which is just seven days below the industry standard, and new vehicle inventory fell to 18 days. Uh, normal supply for new vehicles uh, sits usually around 23 days. Which brings us to the topic of the hour, third quarter earnings reports, uh, which kick off Wednesday, starting with J.P. Morgan Chase, followed by Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and U.S. Bank on Thursday, and finishing off on Friday with Truist Bank. Uh, so, Amanda, let's let's talk about our predictions. What do you think is coming? Sure. Um, so, obviously, with new vehicle sales slowing, I think this was September marked the fifth consecutive month of new vehicle sales uh, slowing down. And it really was like the worst month so far. Um, and I think about the last 16 months um, that we've seen for SAR and new vehicle sales. So that obviously will, will paint a picture going into third quarter earnings that obviously if they're selling less vehicles or financing less vehicles, so origination volume is likely gonna be down probably across the board. Um, we, we pulled out a couple examples in our story today of, of some of the OEMs that we know, um, you know, have struggled with, with vehicle sales, particularly um, in this month. Uh, for example, Ford, their retail sales fell about almost 21% this month. Uh, Hyundai also was down about 5%. And then Toyota Motor North America's sales dropped 22%. And these are all year over year for September. So we know that that's kind of the tail end of the, the quarter. Um, and we know when we go into on the financing side, that's going to impact things quite a bit. Uh, so originations are likely going to be down. But I do think where we're going to see it still be positive um, is the profitability side. Because even though origination volume won't be as high, we know profitability right now is just sky high. Uh, vehicle sales are still very, very elevated. Incentives are 
very few and far between, if you can find any. Um, they're typically not really used right now at all, of course, with everything going on. Um, so I do think we'll continue seeing the profitability. Um, Ford, for example, last quarter had their like record EBIT earnings before taxes. Um, you know, charge-offs and delinquency rates are still not a concern for the industry. They're still way very, very low. Uh, so I think that will continue because there's nothing really in place that should change that drastically. Um, they may tick up a little bit because, you know, stimulus has ended in a lot of ways. A lot of the help that's been out there propping up consumers has ended. But no one seems super concerned that it's going to just be this high spike within the next, really the rest of the year, uh, because there's just so many things still going on um, that were keeping them lower. So it's kind of just my gist of what I think will happen. A lot of the same, but down on the origination side because of sales being to the point now where inventory is hindering them. Right. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you on, on all accounts. Um, I do think that some lenders, um, especially the ones that have a, a, a presence in the used vehicle market, um, like such as, you know, Chase Auto, Ally Financial, um, we probably will still see a strong origination growth. Um, just because, you know, used vehicles ha have been selling um, and they, they are highly competitive in those markets and with dealer networks that far surpass, um, you know, some of the smaller guys in the space. Um, agreed as well on the on profitability, EBIT. Um, I'm sure we'll see a small uptick in net charge-offs um, and or delinquencies uh, just as the market sort of begins to ease its way back to normal. Um, but again, the, these record used vehicle values, we've seen it in the past. Um, they, they jack up recovery rates for, for these lenders. And that's that's a really great balance sheet item to have. Um, on top of that, you know, I wouldn't imagine, uh, you know, credit reserves are going to move that much, if at all. Um, you know, given given the current, current economic environment um, and vehicle values being where they are still, um, so we we will likely won't see any kind of um, you know balance sheet uh, expenses like increasing from last quarter based on based on those those metrics. So that all that all it means good news for um, for earnings as a whole, right? Um, in origination side, further you know I would I would say that. Industry-wide, we'll probably see a small dip, especially some some of the some of the banks that that aren't as aggressive in the market uh, as as some others. Yeah, we know like criteria and all that that may have got moved a little bit. It's kind of back to normal, so that might impact things as well. Um, I think it'll also be interesting too to see how like this whole we've talked about a little bit like the bill to order and how that kind of plays out on the financing side of things, um, how that might impact numbers kind of going forward. Um, you know, it may not have a huge impact right now because a lot of those are obviously future orders, um, but I think it'll be interesting to see just what, what comes out of them talking about things going on during their earnings calls. Um, so I imagine there may be some just interesting conversation happening just around the earnings coming out in general, not necessarily like the numbers themselves, but the conversations that we might hear. Um, I think that'll be interesting to kind of note where they think the industry is going and, and kind of giving an update on where things are. Um, it's just a good chance to kind of hear from 
from people we don't get a chance to talk to too often. So I'll be, uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing what they say. Right. We usually just sort of focus on the captive's performance in our earnings reports, but but this quarter, especially, I, I think you're you're spot on. We definitely need to listen in on on the, the OEMs conference calls to see what they have to say about the state of the market and and you know if they have any any solidified plans uh, for the future. Investors are looking for, you know, more more so than they're looking at past performance. They they really want to see, you know, where the trajectory of of each individual company um on on the heels of, of earnings statements so i think it's definitely within their best interest to disclose some of those um more solidly than than they've hinted at at you know s certain public statements that they put out over the last quarter yeah especially as the financing funnels and stuff might not like change too too drastically but they might change a little bit just given everything going on um, with digital and, and all these things popping up. So it'd just be interesting to see like what comes out of it and how things are connected with all with all the new things coming out. Absolutely. Well, the captives report, uh, I believe not next, not this week, but maybe the third week of October, right during AFS. So we'll be on those as well um, as our conference coverage. Speaking of AFS, um, we are just two weeks away from the Auto Finance Summit which takes place October 27th to the 29th in Las Vegas. Uh, to learn more about the 2021 event and register, visit www.autofinancesummit.com. Uh, and we look forward to seeing everyone in Vegas. Uh, as always, we want to hear from you. Uh, please rate the roadmap on whichever platform you use to listen to the program and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.